This is the Week in Addiction Medicine, a podcast resource of timely news and top stories brought to you by the American Society of Addiction Medicine, ASAM. Today is Tuesday, December 19th, and I'm Claire Rasmussen. Our lead story this week in Harm Reduction Journal is titled Examining the Benefit of a Higher Maintenance Dose of Extended-Release Buprenorphine in Opioid-Injecting Participants Treated for Opioid Use Disorder. In this study, all patients received two monthly induction doses of 300 mg extended-release buprenorphine followed by four monthly maintenance doses of either 100 mg or 300 mg extended-release buprenorphine. For patients with a history of injecting opioids, the 300 mg maintenance dose resulted in significantly higher percentages of weeks abstinent as well as improved treatment retention. Our next study in the Journal of Substance Use and Addiction Treatment is titled Quantifying a Potential Protective Effect of Buprenorphine on Fatality Risk During Acute Fentanyl Exposures. This study examined all unintentional deaths involving fentanyl in West Virginia between 2011 and 2020. The presence of metabolite norbuprenorphine suggests that for about 90% of these deaths, the buprenorphine was a chronic medication rather than a component of the acute overdose event. When buprenorphine was present, the median fentanyl concentration was 65% higher. These results suggest that buprenorphine had a protective effect for fentanyl overdose and that higher doses of fentanyl are required for fatality. Next is an article titled Single-Dose Synthetic Psilocybin with Psychotherapy for Treatment-Resistant Bipolar Type 2 Major Depressive Episodes in JAMA Psychiatry. In this study, participants were enrolled and administered a single 25mg dose two weeks after psychotropic medications were discontinued. Results demonstrate at the study endpoint of 12 weeks that the majority of participants achieved response and remission criteria on the Montgomery Asperg Depression Rating Scale. Our next study, in Journal of Studies on Alcohol and Drugs, is titled Beverage and Context-Specific Alcohol Consumption During COVID-19 in the United States. This study tested whether home delivery and to-go alcohol purchases were associated with context and beverage-specific consumption volumes during the first year of the COVID-19 pandemic. On average, respondents who had alcohol delivered reported consuming larger volumes. People who bought alcohol to-go reported larger volumes of wine at home and in bars. Next, we have a study in translational psychiatry titled Methamphetamine Use and MA-Induced Psychosis are Associated with Increasing Aberrations in the Compensatory Immunoregulatory System, Interleukin-1-Alpha, and CCL5 Levels. Long-term MA use and dependencies severely undermine immune homeostasis, whereas MA-Induced Psychosis may be the consequence of increased Interleukin-1-Alpha CCL5 signaling superimposed on strongly depleted CIRS and TH1 functions. Furthermore, elevated levels of CCL5, CCL11, CCL27, Interleukin-1-Alpha, and or Interleukin-12-P70 may play a role in the peripheral and central side effects of MA use. Our next article, a pilot study of the acceptability, efficacy, and latrogenic effects of a brief dynamic norms intervention for reducing young adult alcohol use, is in alcohol clinical and experimental research. Providing personalized normative feedback, referent group actual norms, and correcting misperceptions has been shown to decrease alcohol use. 
In this pilot study, researchers conducted personalized normative feedback utilizing dynamic norms and found reductions in perceived drinking use behavior at follow-up. Our next article in clinical toxicology is titled The American College of Medical Toxicology and the American Academy of Clinical Toxicology Position Statement. In this position piece, the authors discuss the status of nalmefene and recommend against utilizing it in place of naloxone for opioid overdose reversal. Intransital nalmefene was recently approved and marketed as advantageous for synthetic opioid overdoses. Nalmefene does have higher affinity for opioid receptors than naloxone and longer duration of action. However, the authors note that there is sparse clinical data on intranasal nalmefene reversal of synthetic opioids or potential harm such as longer-lasting precipitated withdrawal. The authors thus recommend continued use of naloxone until additional clinical studies with nalmefene are conducted. Our final article in the Journal of Addiction Medicine is titled Self-Fulfilling Prophecy, the Structural and Interpersonal Bias Against Pregnant and Postpartum People with Substance Use Disorders Undermine Parenting Identity. This commentary considers two current studies that address structural and interpersonal bias as it relates to pregnant and postpartum women who struggle with substance use disorder. Patients report their distress in terms of the intensive monitoring of their newborns. Feelings of being judged were also expressed in terms of parenting. This atmosphere created feelings of low self-worth and mistrust of the healthcare system. The authors encourage more efforts to embrace this population and alleviate their concerns. This concludes today's episode of This Week in Addiction Medicine. Remember to subscribe to the ACM Weekly for more exclusive content and our editor's commentary, delivered every Tuesday. Be sure to check us out on social media and ACM.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.